Hello. Welcome to Pure Delusion. I'm Alexa Losi. I'm your OG internet bestie, and I'm now your podcast bestie. I wanted to start a new podcast, kind of just talking about messy delusion of navigating your 20s and your 30s and trying to just figure it out along the way. You could view this as like the blind leaning the blind or just a bunch of besties supporting each other and having fun and being delusional. I've been asked for the past, like ever since I started pitching having a podcast. So that was like probably seven years ago. Like I need a concrete answer, Alexa, of what this podcast is going to be. And I said, we're going to figure it out as we go because we're all just besties here. And I just want to have conversations with my friends and I want to share all these little stories. Like I've been a content creator since I was 16. I've been doing this as a living for 13 years. There was no money in it when I started and I even from the beginning, like I was just always delusional. It was something that people in school made fun of. It wasn't cool. I was just making these little makeup videos on YouTube in my parents' basement until one day, well, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't even tell my mom. I told no one. One day I was at Fashion Island with my mom and a girl came up to me and I was like leaving school in my uniform and she said, Smokey Pink Leopard, I love your videos. And then I had to come clean to my mom and tell her Smokey Pink Leopard is actually like my YouTube alias and this is what I do when I'm not doing my homework. So <laughs> here we are all these years later. But the one thing I've always been is so messy and I've always been very myself and I've always just been delusional and a good friend of mine that has a really big podcast when I told her I was like I really want to do this she said okay so you're gonna make a list of 50 possible topics and 50 possible people if you want to have guests on you know down the line and so I did that and I kind of just realized being messy and being delusional are the two things that I've always been really consistent in my life and delusion is a word that a lot of older people like to make fun of and tell our generation we are delusional because we are because we're just trying to survive in this weird world and we're trying to thrive and we're trying to have a good time. We're trying to do it for the plot. I love the word delusion and I love being messy. I love being human. I love sharing being human. I love humans. Who wouldn't want a delusionally messy podcast? So basically when you go in and you pitch a podcast, you have to give them a really concrete vision of what that podcast is. And you either have to have a co-host and you're like, oh, this is the journey of two girls talking about their friendship and new topics along the way. Or you have to have like a really clear angle. When I was dating a crypto bro, this was almost a crypto podcast. So just, just be grateful. That's an episode in and of itself, like doing things because of guys. Oh my God. Remember when I wanted to be like a professional boxer? Sheesh, that's, ooh, all the things I've been for men. That's so bad. I don't do that anymore. I try not to. And nobody really liked when I said like, I'm just going to have a bestie podcast or we talk about learning from experience and I can talk about all my little, you know, weird things that have happened in my life and all these little silly fun experiences and all these eclectic characters of friends I've collected along the way. They were like, wait, but you're a blonde girl. Can you start a crypto podcast? <laughs> and I was a people pleaser and someone that also loved to conform to my boyfriends. So that was that was almost a thing. There were many meetings about a crypto podcast, and I'm really happy that didn't work out for multiple reasons, but that's kind of, that's how we got here. This is just a bestie podcast where we talk about being messy in our 20s, our 30s, our teens, whatever, messy in life. We're just, we're just young, hot, messy bitches learning from experience and being friends to one another. So I can't promise you great business advice. Check out Mariana Hewitt's podcast, Life with Mariana. Great business advice. And I can't trust that I, I, I can't promise that I'll always be right. <laughs>
but I can promise that I'll always be real with you. The past two months in my own personal little delusional world in my brain have been really full of dog shit. They have, no, not even full of dog shit. They have been full-fledged dog shit. And anyone that knows me will tell you, dog shit is an extremely serious word in my vocabulary because I use curse words so freely that they don't mean anything anymore. But dog shit has weight. There was, there was something that I've been working basically my entire career as a content creator toward and it finally happened a couple of years ago. And it was something that I felt so much pride about. And it was something that I had worked. I just worked so hard. It meant so much to me. It became such a big part of my identity. And I got a call one day that it just wasn't, it wasn't working anymore. And it wasn't going to happen. And it was just something that I felt like was such a big part of myself, a big part of my business. It made me kind of just question everything. Like, who am I as a creator? Who am I as I don't want to call myself an entrepreneur because I feel like, I don't know, there's other endeavors I do in my life, but who am I as a business person? Who am I as a creative? Who am I as a person? And it made me spiral. I haven't spiraled in a really long time. I was pretty proud of myself until this moment. I was in like full-fledged grief period and I didn't know what to do with myself. I locked myself in my room for four and a half days and I watched every Jane Austen adaptation of absolutely everything. So everywhere from Keira Knightley Pride and Prejudice to random BBC adaptations. And I think I even watched some like short films from the 30s. Like it was it was weird. And so then I was living in like Austin land. And also when I'm super depressed or I'm spiraling, I only eat chicken cheese quesadillas with a side of sour cream and brown rice from Chipotle. It's the only thing I can stomach. It's been the only thing I can stomach since I was like three years old. Once I had gotten to the black and white short films and I saw like maybe 10 boxes of chicken cheese quesadilla chipotle stacked up in my bedroom, like my poor roommate was literally bringing me my Postmates whenever it arrived. That's when I knew it was time to snap out of it and it was time to pivot and live in the real world. And so I did that. And it was really nice. I finally opened up to some friends about what had happened because I felt so stupid and ashamed and lame, which in hindsight, Alexa, your friends are there to support you. What's your problem? But I didn't even tell my roommate that I was living with. I was just like, hey, I'll talk about it when I'm ready. I need a couple days to just die inside. And one of my friends came over. It was very, very sweet. Came with a little care package. They so my friend brings me these little rotten drinks. <laughs> Other people like them. I think they taste foul. So I had like two sips of the drink and I was like, okay, the rest of this isn't going to happen. Like I poured it down the drain. I threw it in the recycling and I went to bed. I wake up probably like three hours later and I just like... I, I, I was possessed to get out of bed, which doesn't happen. I lay in bed for like five hours after waking up every day and work out of my bed. It's terrible, terrible habit. But I was possessed to like jump out of the bed and I felt gross. So I went to the kitchen being like, do I get water? Projectile vomited in the sink. <laughs> Where was this coming from? I've only been eating chicken and cheese quesadillas. I know this agrees with my tummy. What is happening? If I was to throw up, it would have been when I was spiraling and felt like I didn't have anybody to talk to. I had just had emotional support. I should be okay. Next thing I know, I continue like poltergeist, projectile vomiting into the sink. <laughs> my roommate's going to listen to this and be like, what the fuck? Eventually, I made it to the guest room bathroom, but I have a fear of throwing up in my own bathroom because I just know everything else that goes on. 
It got to the point where I was like throwing up every 20 minutes and I'm trying to keep down fluids. I have like my element little like liquids that's in the cup, just like little, I have this like little dropper that I'm like squirting into my mouth just to make sure I don't die. And my roommates asleep through all of this, which was actually insane. So after like an hour of poltergeist, I decided to grab my laptop. I was like, I need to just watch Dancing with the Stars. It's my comfort show. I was behind on it. So I'm watching and they had this episode that was so beautiful. The head judge, Len Goodman, passed away, which I don't really get affected by celebrity deaths very often. This hit me on another dimension. This is the first season where he's not judging. They did, they had all of the dancers that were like no longer on the show come back and they did this beautiful group waltz to the song Moon River. Like, Moon River. If you've seen Breakfast at Tiffany's, it's the best. It's just, it's a, it's a feeling song. And the most beautiful dance. And then they project the, the, the spotlight to his chair. And Bruno is crying and Carrie Ann is crying and I'm going to start to cry because it was just such a moment. Everyone was bawling and I just find myself on my kitchen floor <laughs> screaming, crying, throwing up and my roommate is sleeping through all of it. So eventually I had no more anything in my stomach to throw up. I felt better, went to bed, woke up the next day. The sink is clogged. is clogged i thought we had a really really incredible garbage disposal we don't so i'm calling a plumber <laughs> so the plumber leaves and i'm asking myself what the fuck happened i wasn't drinking i didn't smoke anything i didn't eat anything like like i was eating the same shit like what happened i go to the recycling bin and i decide i'm just gonna read the label of the little rotten drink the first ingredient of the drink mushrooms I was in such a state that I didn't even think to read the label of the rotten drink. I am so allergic to mushrooms. Like I know God is good because that drink to me tastes like shit and it probably saved me. I fucking poisoned myself <laughs> and I can't blame anybody but me. Like my poor friend is trying to do something nice for me and little does she know the gift she's giving me, I'm about to poison myself. <laughs> And this is kind of when I knew I was fine because I was like, you know what? I was kind of bummed at the idea of dying. So I think I'm good. <laughs> and the whole time I totally forgot. Wait, I had a boyfriend the whole time. <laughs> I literally had a full-fledged boyfriend. So basically my boyfriend has a project that he does every year. And it basically is like the whole year they prep it. The one month he's in crunch time. The project happens. Life goes back to normal for a little bit. And then they start again. Okay. So basically... His project got moved up by five months. So our relationship was kind of at this point where we were just getting frustrated that we couldn't see each other that much. My work was getting really busy. His work was getting busy. So I went to him one day and I said, let's just act like I'm back in Paris. And one of us is traveling, even though we were only 20 minutes away from each other and not just put pressure on this relationship for a bit. Like I'll be here when you're done. I know you'll be here when you're done and it'll be great. So he didn't even know any of this was happening because I was probably talking to him around 15 minutes a day just general life stuff. And during the depression era, I think I got like a couple texts. Like he was, he was in the pits. He was in, he was in the pits of his job. I understood it was whatever, which in hindsight, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? I wasn't telling my boyfriend that like I almost died. I had poisoned myself and something really serious and my, my career had happened. 
So I pulled myself together to celebrate his project. It was great. Went amazing. And then a couple days after, you know, everything was was good. I told him like, hey, this thing happened with work. And, you know, I'm thinking my boyfriend's going to say, you know, it's not a big deal. You're going to pick yourself up. It's, it's He looks at me and he's like, you know, that's kind of a big deal. It had already been two weeks. I had kind of already gotten over it. I was coping. And I was like, what do you mean that's kind of a big deal? He's like, that's not really something that I would just lightly share with people like that's kind of something you want to keep private it's like I was about to go tell the whole fucking internet about it like now I'm not supposed to share it like what do you mean he basically was like kind of took me less seriously as a creator because of what had happened and I felt really judged in my relationship he's also quite a bit older than me so he's in his 40s I am just turned 29 and that's kind of why it hurt the most because I feel like in our entire relationship, there was this pressure of approval, which I'm realizing now is like not great. But, you know, that was kind of the first thing that I think was proof to myself, at least that this probably wasn't the right relationship for me. And then in the next couple of weeks, it just kind of was, was shown to me that life didn't really change much after the project was done. And, you know, maybe we learned it was easy to live without each other. And that was kind of a sign that it wasn't going to work out, but the relationship ended. So it's like three strikes, bad things always happen in three career thing didn't work out, almost poisoned myself and a relationship ended. And I think because we had taken that time for him to focus and for me to just, you know, I guess not be in his life, (laughs) I had kind of already weaned my way off of the love drug of his, of him and that relationship. But the thing that I felt like was the most upsetting about the relationship is that prior to the month that we spent of him focusing on his project, I had no doubt that this was the person I was going to end up with. I was being really precious about the relationship online. I wasn't really sharing anything because I didn't want any criticism or I, I just, I didn't want anybody to have an opinion on the fact that I was with somebody with such a big age gap. I didn't want to jeopardize him. I didn't want to have anybody comment on his business or anything along those lines. I just didn't want the internet to have an opinion of it because I haven't been as protective of relationships in the past. And I kind of told myself moving forward, I wasn't going to be sharing who I'm seeing or who I'm dating until, you know, it's been like a year and a half or, you know, it's like, lol. I have a boyfriend, but you don't know who he is. And like, guess what? I'm married. Like, I don't know. I don't know. how. I, was, I didn't know. But I just knew I wanted to be more precious about my relationships. And that's probably why you're like, what the fuck? You had a boyfriend? Yeah, it was it was just it was so sad because this was the first relationship I've ever had that was like the forever person. Like I had never talked about really having kids or, you know, buying a home and getting married like our really like we got to the point in our relationship where I I now know what engagement ring I want I know what my sizing is he has it in his email I was planning on moving into his house and now that you're li- like like by the time you're listening to this I was supposed to be living with my boyfriend and I'm not doing that <laughs> um 
I had just never, like I was having to mentally sacrifice a lot, which might sound ridiculous, but I've always viewed myself as somebody that would get married and like, at like 35, maybe have a kid at like 37. Like I'm somebody that's always kind of taken my time with big life changes. And I still view myself as being so young. I mean, probably older than when I was 21, hopefully older than I was 21. I was an idiot when I was 21. I was also cute and it was fun and lols. I think the thing that was the hardest about that relationship wasn't even like the heartbreak of it. Of course I was sad and I took time to like grieve and adjust to life, but not really because I hadn't really seen him for a month and a half. Like it felt like it was just like a soft launch breakup, which is weird. Like in hindsight, what, did, what was I thinking? If it like, it shouldn't be easy to live without your partner or your boyfriend, but that's a, I'm realizing I've only ever had boyfriends and I've never had a partner. They're two very different things. And I think that was the bummer of this relationship is I think this was the first relationship I was ever in that I felt like I had a real partner. I had somebody that I was kind of sacrificing mentally and was going to sacrifice doing things earlier in my life than I planned. I was kind of, you know, emotionally ready to maybe get engaged before I was 30. Like I, I kind of was like 2024, I'll probably be engaged. I was told to go try on wedding rings and that there was a pear-shaped diamond in the family that he wanted to give me and wanted to find a way to also make it like my own ring. So went to clear cut and kind of put some things together and knew what I wanted. And then I was planning on moving in with him in December. I was planning on basically we were going to I was going to move into his house until we found a house that we really wanted together that was like our house because you know you don't want to just live in a house that was like already there you want to have something that's the two of you and that was really important to him we were kind of mentally preparing what like what our wedding would look like like when we wanted to get married I never really wanted to get married until I was like 35 and I was kind of mentally processing getting married at 30 and kind of having kids in my early 30s versus my mid or late 30s which you know it's like a couple of years but it is it's like I want a couple more euro summers I want a couple more years of traveling and not thinking about you know having to take care of kids like it was just something where I kind of just saw my life fast forward a little bit and I loved him so much and it felt like the person that was just so right for me that pressing play and going a little bit faster than I wanted to didn't really feel like a sacrifice and I realize now I was just really happy in a relationship that sadly didn't last and I don't know who knows what I want now everything changes all the time but I know that I'm happy that I'm not in that relationship anymore I literally never thought I was going to see this man again in my life. Like we don't go to the same places. We don't have mutual friends. I go to this event that, you know, maybe our one mutual friend is throwing and I'm thinking like, this guy's not an influencer, of course. He's a man with no Instagram in his 40s. But I'm thinking like, okay, this is an influencer event. He's not going to be inviting my ex. I didn't even see him. I didn't even fucking see him. I'm, I'm eating a Marie Antoinette macaron at the back of the store. Inez physically throws me in the back of this shop. What is your fucking problem? Like, why are you through this? This guy in the back is like, you guys can't be back here. And you go, her ex-boyfriend just walked in. He 
goes, you guys can stay here as long as you like. <laughs> and I like peek my little head out and I see him and I'm like, you, this is when you're like, I'm over it. I'm fine. And then you get that ex-boyfriend feeling. And it's that feeling that you literally think you, you, it's, it, you can only ever explain it as the ex-boyfriend feeling. Like sometimes it's an ex-friend where you just, your whole body feels numb and your stomach feels like it's at your feet and your head is spinning. And you're just like, <gasps> like, it feels like you're like all of that weak in the knees, your heart stops, all the things. And here I am being like, I'm over it. It's not a big deal. And I had the ex-boyfriend feeling, but the old me with an ex-boyfriend would have been like, oh, I'm fucking staying. I'm standing my ground. I'm a hot bitch. He can see me flick my fucking hair all over the place. And I look at Inez and she's like, do you want to go back in there? And I go, no. So this is my Rocky Balboa moment. Last month, that was the end of the fucking world. I thought I was going to die. I thought everything was over. I thought it was done for me. And how stupid. Because everything is even better than it is. Like I thought that work thing was everything. And now that it's not in my way, it's opened doors to so many new opportunities. Things that I had never even thought were real. As far as the mushroom thing, um, Nothing better has come from it other than the fact that I read the labels for fucking everything anymore and I carry an EpiPen on me because I realize I like life and I really don't want to die. And as far as the ex-boyfriend, I have had so much fun. If you follow me on TikTok, you know I've been going on like fun little dates and I've been having such a ball. And here I thought I was going to be living with a man and now I'm planning on living like a really fun little nomadic year next year. So last month was a rock bottom month. And whenever I have a rock bottom moment, I always allow myself to do something really nice for myself. So with this, I told myself, like, what is something that you've wanted to do so bad that other people have told you you shouldn't do or it's not the right time or they don't like it? And it was this podcast. But I realized that everything that happened was to make sure this moment existed right now. Like the Jane Austen bender kind of just inspired me to give myself the permission to tell stories from a really feminine perspective, which is kind of why I feel confident and nice to share all of my girly little stories online. I promise you when dumb bad shit happens in life, it is always for something else and a bigger purpose. And this will probably be the last time I ever inspire you on this podcast. <laughs> no, but this is like what I'm, this is why I want this podcast is because with every messy mistake and every dumb thing that happens, something so much better happens. You get the permission to do what you want. You get the permission to be yourself. You get the permission to follow your heart. It's just everything works out. I'm so happy to be here. This feels so good. This mic in my hand just feels like the right the right fit. I feel like 16-year-old smoky pink leopard, my inner child is so healed. My inner my inner teenage content creator feels alive. And I'm going to be better on my DMs. So if you have anything you want to chat about or if there's anything specifically you'd like to talk about, you'd like me to talk about on the podcast, I'll probably do one of those advice episodes soon. So let me know. Also, before I let you go, huge favor, please go to Apple Podcast and Spotify. Rate the podcast five stars. It helps me tremendously. I'm producing all of this on my own and it is really expensive, really time consuming, and it is such a big piece of my heart. So I truly appreciate it. And I am just happy. 16 year old Smokey Pink Leopard would be so proud of me right now. I'll see you guys next Wednesday. We're going to have so much fun. Thanks for being here.